evening Chelsea fans, welcome back to Chelsea Chat with uh, me Moose and JB. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe for week six of the podcast. Um, the big weekend, the weekend we have been waiting for on this podcast for a number of weeks now. Um, actual watching football. Um, I can't actually contain my uh, excitement here because we actually got to watch Chelsea play JB. What do you think? Football being back, it's a, it's a big weekend. Yep. Really, I mean, to be honest, I've been looking forward to it. I've been like a kid in a candy shop. How are you <laughs> feeling? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying to watch as much as I can. Um, obviously, I have to uh, spend time with the wife as well. So I've kind of got it sneakily on my phone, like next to me whilst we're watching something together, just trying to watch every game. Um, but I think the the thing that really shows me the football is back is. Uh, Chelsea making a game very difficult for themselves very quickly, and and let's not forget Arsenal really sort of uh, yeah. struggling. It, it feels like it's back to normality. Um, City just we, picking it up in their pace, and Arsenal struggling. Chelsea making a pig's ear of a game. That's that's football back. I'm not going to lie; it was stressful yesterday. Properly stressful. Just yeah. sort of. Uh, it's always the WhatsApp group that really sets it off for me. You, you're watching it already stressed that we've gone 1-0 down and the WhatsApp group of, so uh, back to normality, lads. Nah, this is not for me. Uh, <laughs> let, let's just give up. But nah, it uh, absolutely amazing. I mean, very strange watching it. Uh, I was watching it with Sky Sports with the artificial crowd, which was weird because the crowd weren't reacting in the same way as the football game. <laughs> So uh, the amount of, of times that someone takes a shot and you think they've scored because the crowd goes mad <laughs> and then you realise, no, it was just a close chance. <laughs> it is strange. It is, and especially it, they play the same songs like constantly over and over again as well. Um, I noticed that with the Villa. Uh, even with their first game, it was the same. It was just that one song being played on repeat all the time. And I, was, I think I ended up flicking it over to just watching it in silent because it was just starting to get my nerves to be honest. I equally watched part of I was sort of, I had to switch on and off for yesterday's game and, and I watched it in the second half in silence. And it's weird. It's like yeah. watching a training ground game. Training ground game. <laughs> <laughs> training ground game. It is almost nine o'clock, so, uh, so Moose is struggling today. Um, I'm struggling every day. Um, but, you know, what we'll do, we'll go through today, we'll go through again looking at some of the games, um, not only our own, because we're, we're working towards the end of the season. There's a lot of games that actually rely on us getting forth. Um, and then what we'll look at, some of the transfer trackers. There's been some interesting sort of movements, but and obviously a, bit, a big sort of one this week with the, with the announcement. And then we'll look forward to the next two games next week, which... Uh, Starting to get a bit of a chocker block. So yeah, what, what we'll start with is obviously the game itself. Um, we didn't call it as we thought it was going to be. I don't think many people would have called the squad an interesting one by Frank because um, wasn't necessarily some of the starters I would have put in the starting eleven there. No, it was um, a strange one. Um, I think obviously the big the big uh, difference was uh, Tammy not playing. I think that took quite a few people by surprise. Um, but I said to you earlier, um, 
I think most teams that have played so far, there seems to have been some kind of surprises in their teams. Um, even like City in their first game, they didn't start with uh, Guerrero. Um, there's been quite a few of those kind of where players who you would have thought or you would have assumed would start a game haven't been. Uh, I'd imagine that's probably down to injuries or um, fitness in general. Who's who's the fittest? Who's the sharpest? Who's ready to go? Um, so it's you know it's it's going to be difficult to predict the first few lineups. But yeah, that was uh, a big a big surprise for me yesterday. So let's let's talk our way through the the lineup. So Kepper and goal. Um, I think there was no surprises there, mm. and equally had a decent game. Um, Aspilicueta. Uh, Rudiger, Christiansen, and Alonso. Um, not necessarily my starting pair for for the centre backs there. I was surprised Tamori didn't come in, um, and actually, surprisingly, Christiansen wasn't the worst defender yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but Dave and Alonso. Oh, Dave obviously writes himself into the squad at the moment, um, mm-hmm. but Alonso didn't have the best of games. Was a bit surprising to see him start. Um, I, I personally thought I was going to start with James, and I know that as a contentious part in your your part on his performance yesterday, even in the five minutes. But mm. I would have expected that. Then you've got Loftus Cheek, Kante, and Kovacic. So great to see Kante starting. Um, and I thought he had an excellent game yesterday. So great to have him in the squad. Loftus Cheek um, was an interesting one. Obviously, not been fit, been out for. 18 months now with sort of an Achilles injury. Um, yeah. Walks back into the squad. I think it's always difficult for a player who's been out for that long. Um, but to be honest, he's one of those players who should be deserving to be in that that, that, that squad. Kovacic, myself, um, I thought he had a great game. Unlucky with that shot. I was Yeah, that would have been a blinding goal, wouldn't it? Great strike. Um and then we had William, Giroud and Mount. And as you say, Tammy was the biggest surprise, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for my fantasy team, um, <laughs> which not going to be disappointed, but um, yeah, it was a weird one. I, I, I couldn't quite put why he's not started and, and you've got to give faith to the manager that he's mm-hmm. started Giroud for a reason. But yeah, it just was sort of a strange one. And, and I suppose it comes at a weird time. Um, with with Werner being properly announced, Tammy's got even more stacked behind him to sort of go and prove himself and, and not starting. It, we're probably reading too much into it, in all honesty. But yeah, I think so. It was it was just interesting to see him start there. Interesting also seeing Mount play in more of an attacking role. Um, well, I think it was more um, Ruben was actually playing left wing and uh, Mason was playing kind of central, which. It, it looks like a good idea. And from what I heard, um, Ruben was playing left wing in the friendly games and he obviously did did well out there. But I think that the problem is he's not the kind of player that is good when he's playing with his back to goal, which when you're kind of playing as a as a front three, um, he's, you do spend a lot of time with your back to goal. Um, he's the kind of player you want kind of picking the ball up deep in midfield and driving it forward. Um which is what I would have preferred to see him play, and I think uh, I think Frank will realise that and, and and change it next time. But yeah, that was uh, that was a big surprise to see him not just starting but playing uh, playing left wing. And I think 
in the game overall, the, the most frustrating thing that I found, mainly in the first half, it kind of uh, changed a bit in the second half, but in the first half, we were crossing the ball from the left-hand side constantly. We were focusing all of our attacks down the left-hand side. We should have been crossing it in from the right-hand side into the left all the time because you've got Alonso and Loftus-Cheek, two big blokes on the left-hand side coming into the box. That's what you, who you want to come in to meet the ball. And Alonso couldn't cross a road. I don't know how he keeps trying to put these crosses in because it just doesn't work. You might as well just pass it backwards and let someone else do it because he is just he cannot cross whatsoever. It, it, it's showing why we need a left back, and I think yeah, sort of absolutely. Uh, it, it's, I think sort of, if you look at sort of him and Emerson, it, we're sort of picking from the best of really sort of two Nothing average else. players, yeah. and and you either play Dave out of position in that to sort of fill that gap. Um, but you can quite easily see us paying the seventy million for, I think, sort of quoted for Chilwell just to fill that gap, um, because it was severely missing yesterday, and and it's proven that Alonso can't play in a back four. He's a back five defender. Um, I know that Juventus are coming in for him. Um, I would be disappointed to see him go. I think he's he's probably our better out of the two of natural left back players, but. Um, I still think he'd be useful to keep hold of as a as an option if we decide to play uh, five at the back. He, he can slot in there quite easily, and whoever we do bring in, which I'm praying to God we do bring someone in as a new left back, then you know they they can play when we play four, which will be the majority of the time. But every now and then he does like to spring in the five at the back, which Alonso is useful for. So get rid of Emerson, keep Alonso. You've got that option. Yeah, um, I don't know whether Alonso would be happy to to not be playing so much, but um, it's, he's under contract. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd rather get rid of Emerson. I don't think Emerson's good enough. I don't, uh, he, he had brief spells at the end of last season, but I, I, I'm not. He's not yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's quickly touch on some of the, probably the missing players on the pitch. I think sort of players that we thought were going to start didn't quite make the cut. So, Zuma and Tamori are back. Um, and actually, if I look at the performances, either one of those probably was going to be better than, than Tony Rudigalar yesterday because mm-hmm. he's had an off game. He's our best centre-back by far. Writes himself into the, the starting eleven most games. But that was a really poor performance. I don't know where he was for the first for the Aston Villa goal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll touch on that bit in a minute because that was a poor Poor on a play and poor defending completely and really showing us at the back to be not quite ready to challenge for the title, yeah. uh, in honesty. Um, who would you pick? I mean, if we're, look, we're looking forward to the next game, would is there any selections you'd pick out or switch in for, for the, those two there? It's, it's difficult because I I don't see any standout candidates out of the... I mean, there's the main four that we have and... They're all kind of much of a muchness. They're very similar, not in terms of their style of play, but in terms of the consistency. You you know, Tomori could have a blinder and then the next week he's making mistakes. Rudiger, top quality player, can have a blinder, next week makes mistakes. They're all kind of doing the same thing. Um, so it, I really don't think it really matters who he picks. He could pick any combination. 
and they'll do the same thing. They could have a good game, they could have a bad game. You just don't know until you turn up on the day. So I, I just, I don't, I don't rate any of them higher than the others. I did, uh, I'd say probably Rudiger is the only one that I rate higher, even though he had an off game yesterday. Um, he's probably the only one that I would say he's should be first choice. Um, and then the other three, I'm, I'm really not sure which one of them plays. Yeah, I really don't mind. And, uh, and then to be honest, we're being overly critical for the first game, but it was a poor game for the defence. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Um, that goal, I don't know even what, what was happening, to be honest. To be honest, I think that was uh, Christiansen was uh, quite at fault for that goal. Um, he was absolutely in the middle of nowhere doing absolutely nothing. Um, it was a good cross into the box, don't get me wrong, but um, the reactions were just... I mean, Rudiger at least tried to get back and, and clear it out, but when you look back, when the ball's actually hits the post or gets saved um, and it comes back to, to the, to the geezer who scored, Christian's then still nowhere near. Like, he was just completely out of position and it's just, it's typical Chelsea at the moment these days. Like, since yeah. uh, Terry and Cahill have stopped being in the team, we, we've had a very leaky defence and I, I don't really know who there is out there to kind of come in and fix that. Um, yeah. There's not that many good centre backs on the market at the moment, and I watched a really interesting thing. I mean, we are probably the only club at the moment that's got the buying power. I think there's going to be a lot of clubs that are going to struggle, but I just don't think there's that talent that's available that clubs are willing to sell. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the only potential one is Kudabali from Napoli, 29 years old, so he's not the youngest sort of spring chicken, but. Is a mature centre back that may be an option, but that's not going to come cheap. Um, yeah. I think we'll quickly touch on the midfield because, as we've mentioned so many times before, there is such a plethora of talent to pick from. Mm-hmm. Some notable missing, obviously, Billy Gilmore after having an absolutely outstanding couple of games just before the break. Didn't start, didn't play. A little bit disappointing. Um, can understand why. Um, interesting to bring Loftus-Cheek in great to see him back in I thought he was absolutely outstanding before the Europa League final Um, he is like a new signing Um, Mm -hmm. didn't have the best of games but understandable to not play yeah he's just feeling his way back wasn't he kind of uh, just trying to catch the pace of the game a bit more than anything else Um, Equally, no Jorginho, no Barkley. I know Barkley came on later in the game, but no Jorginho. Uh, Jorginho was actually suspended. I didn't realise that last week, but he was uh, was suspended. So that's why he didn't play. And it'd be interesting to see if he does come back, because it is is that headache that's going to continue. And then obviously Tammy not playing was was obviously the massive talking point. No, I think it was interesting... It was... uh, Sorry, it was interesting that uh, William started because... Obviously, he's got the whole contract dispute thing going on and you've seen quite a few players like uh, Ryan Fraser, for example, who's not going to play at all for the rest of the season because he doesn't want to get injured. So it's interesting that Willian said, yeah, I'll play. And I think fair play to him for that. I think, to be honest, we needed him because Hudson-Odoi's injured. Um, Pulisic could have obviously started. Um, but I, don't, I, I just don't think Ruben uh, is a left winger. I think he could have potentially swapped him and Mason Mount uh, around yeah. and let let Ruben play the the kind of uh, midfield role instead, which might have worked out a bit better. But um, yeah, 
And, and, and to be honest, William looks switched on. Um, although we're sort of talking around sort of he might leave and it does look likely he'll leave at the end of the season, great kudos to him for still playing on. Um, but he's still got it. I don't think he's lost it. Um, I don't think he's over the hill like we've had with other signings. Notable one being David Luiz, where we've managed to really do a good one on Arsenal with that. Um, that <laughs> for me, still looks like a, a threat. I'll be disappointed if he does go, um, but understandably if he does. Um, and then obviously, yeah, a few other sort of areas. So let's focus on the, the positives, the two goals. Um, Pulisic looks switch on. I think he's going to be... I, th- I think he'll start next game, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I think um, he's had he's written himself into that team. You can't really not start him because he had an impact immediately. Um, yeah. So, and um, you know, maybe some of uh, some of Lampard's selection uh, thoughts had gone to that game against City because you know that's no offense to Villa, but it's a much tougher game to go uh, away to Man City or at home, sorry, to Man City, but. Is that's going to be a lot tougher of a game, so you kind of want your better players to be fit and ready for that game. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just didn't pick Pulisic to prepare him for that game. Yeah, and and then sort of was there was there any other sort of players that you got sort of? I suppose if you look at obviously the Giroud goal was brilliant, great to yep. see. Not necessarily outstanding goal, but got us the win, so I can't complain there. Um, who is which one? Who would you have as your sort of standout player for the game? Um, anyone that you'd really pick as sort of head and shoulders above the rest? Um, I think Mount had a very good game. Um, his pressing over the pitch, you know, really helped us out. But I think uh, Kante was the, the star of the show again, back in that holding midfield position. Um, I can't think of a time when anyone got past him the whole game. He yeah. just. And he, he just broke up so many counter-attacks. Grealish was basically just gone. He, he wasn't yeah. even playing because Kante just had him the whole game. And you could see Grealish getting really frustrated with it because, yeah, Kante fouled him quite a few times. Um, and probably any other midfield player would have got sent off in the end for the amount of fouls he gave because Kante is such a nice guy. The referees are just like, oh, let him get away. Let him. And then eventually he'll get a yellow, which he did, I think, in like the 85th minute. But... He just stopped any counter attacks, kind of getting in, getting going, and that's what he's there for. You know, he's he does have the ability to go forward and make a difference in the other half of the pitch. We saw that against Liverpool when he scored that worldy of a goal. But um, now he he's defensive rate, uh, work yeah. rate, and and everything he has to offer in that part of it is just far too good to to stop him playing that. Um, and he uh, he showed it again. He's just the master of that position, and he's. I, I want to see him play there for the rest of the season for sure. Yeah, and any players that you think probably need to be dropped for the next game? Um, Alonso. Um, yeah. I, I I want to see. I know. I, I said to you before. I, I think Reese James' five-minute cameo was terrible, but um, obviously he's not played as well, so he's kind of getting to the up to speed and everything. Um, he was, as I said to you, he gave the ball away so many times. He was trying to keep hold of it and run the clock down, but he just kept getting tackled on the byline. And it was frustrating the life out of me. But I, I think he should uh, he should start as our right back and and Dave on the on the left wing. 
Um, it's different class. I mean, we're, we're currently at the mid in the middle of uh, the City game at the moment uh, on Monday night, and they are currently four 0 up. Um, so we need to be probably switched on for the, the next game. Um, I think more... what we mainly need to be switched on about is the fact that uh, I was saying to you earlier. I've worked it out, and if so, City are going to win tonight. Um, if Liverpool now win on Wednesday, if we beat City on Thursday, we give Liverpool the title. You've put every Chelsea fan's worst nightmare on the table here because beating City is always a good thing. Um, mm. it, it gives us an ability to sort of prove that we're playing where we want to be next season. But giving Liverpool a title, I, I don't feel I could. I mean, I loved it when we, we, we took it away from them. The, the Tottenham game for me it made my season, even though we were having an absolute horrific yeah, season. Yeah. But to give to Liverpool give the Liverpool. title, yeah. we take yeah. a draw. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I take a draw. I, 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 I didn't work it out if a draw would give uh, Liverpool the title. It, that may well do as well. But it's, you can't, you can't wish your team to lose, can you? I, you can never wish your team to lose. I don't want Chelsea to lose. I just don't want Liverpool to win. Um, no, especially because... as we're, we're going to be their last home game this season. And uh, for us to give them the league and then us watch them uh, lift. Well, if they lift it there, I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, yeah, that's. It's just one of those things. I hate Liverpool. Sad thought. I hate yeah. Liverpool. That Me ghost too. goal always. But to go back to the game, we've had um, yeah. positives. Firstly, United dropped points, and so did Tottenham. So everyone around us did really. Um, Wolves, Sheffield United. Leicester, um, all drop points. We're now closer to Leicester than United are to us, so that's only a positive. positive. And, and we obviously did the the runner games that we had. We were expecting that to be easier than we thought it was. Um, we knew that Aston Villa were always going to put up a fight, considering where they are in the league. But um, to be honest, if we look at some of the stats, positive news for us throughout all round 64.5% possession oh yeah Nine they didn't have a sniff most of the game we were all over them completely dominant it was just taking chances which exactly. has been a problem for a while but, yeah. but I mean you, you saw some of those shots go I mean the Kovacic one we mentioned but a number Alp of had a so. screamer as well which could have uh, beat the keeper yeah and, and as you say it just we didn't take our chances on the night which we need to get better at so um on that nice little segue here, um, improving for next season as well. A few transfer targets come through this week. Big news. The one that we've been waiting for on this podcast, uh, Werner being confirmed. Um, so can, blue. As, as German as you could get with the announcement. You know, I was did. thinking that as well. <laughs> he, when, he, when he did that, um, that speech uh, at the uh, Leipzig Stadium, and I was like, yeah, he is. So German, it's brilliant. So German, and I can't wait. I, I feel like he's a. I can't sort of help sort of draw analogies with. He seems like that sort of Aguero player that's going to be for us. Some someone different we've not had for a while. I think is the honest piece. Um, obviously, that one's in the bank now. Um, really happy with that scoring machine to go and give Tamia benefit, but also a bit of a run for his money to sort of keep mm. him on his toes. I think this season he's done really well, but. He's, he's never really had that con- competition to write himself into the first team. Um, yep. 
we've mentioned two already, um, and we've mentioned them in previous podcasts, but Kai Havertz and Chilwell. Um, I think to your point earlier, Chilwell is a must, um, considering the performances we've seen. Kai Havertz is a real nice to have. Um, I think he's an outstanding player. This is where he fits in. I think he's the honest one. Um, the other ones I've seen which were interesting, I don't know how well these work, but there's a potential of a double swap with Juve of Alonso and Jorginho and Adrian Rabiot and Bernadette Got that one right this week. <laughs> Bernadette. That one. <laughs> Um, uh, is it Thunder? Uh, what was that? The, was it? <laughs> um, for me, I think that's a non starter. As much as I can see both those players leaving, I don't think we'll do a swap deal. As, uh, as much as I think that's where the transfer market will get to, players will be sort of horse traded rather than sort of go, go for massive fees. I can't see that one happening as much as I rate Rabi up. I don't see him in a, a bloated midfield, another midfielder. Yeah. Um, the final one that I saw was Kudabali. Um, interesting. Nice. Um, today being linked with Liverpool, um, which, to be honest, is massively interesting just because I see Liverpool struggling for Van cash. Dijk and uh, Kudabali together, Jesus. I mean, that would be a dangerous, dangerous... I mean, that would not be nice. No. Um, But I had a really interesting watch of a a podcast this week with um, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville, Um, both in their sort of fan when when they were players. probably couldn't stand them, but they they speak a lot of truth. One of the interesting things was Gary Neville pointing out um, other clubs... So Tottenham, I think it's £175 million worth of debt they've got to push forward. United into the hundred millions as well, as they're trying to sort of trying to reclaim some of the debt. Um, you've got Liverpool struggling for cash. Um, and then equally you've got um other clubs like Everton taking fifty percent pay cuts. You can't really see one of those clubs really coming in and signing a five, ten million pound player, let alone 50, 60 million pounds if you're asking players to go for a 50% pay cut. Um, And and to be honest, we seem to be the only club that's looking to spend at the moment, which to me is a brilliant sign because we can really monopolise against a lot of that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's a good thing in that aspect, you know, that we can strengthen whilst others may stay a bit more stagnant. The only thing that would concern me is who's going to buy our deadwood (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, who, who's going to come in and buy a Bakayoko, a Danny Drinkwater, a, potentially a Ross Barkley? Who's going to come in and buy a Emerson? I, I think I th- the, the swap deal, as you said, is probably not that specific swap deal because I wouldn't take that, but a swap deal to get rid of some of these players or, you know, just anything. <laughs> some, of the, some of those players need to, need to be gone. Um, and I just don't know how other clubs are going to afford because the, the kind of clubs that are going to have money to spend are not the kind of clubs that are going to want to come in and buy Danny Drinkwater. So I don't uh, think money that clubs that have got any money are going to really be no, that. It's club. going to be more loans, I think. Unfortunately, it is, and and it, it will sort of get to the point where we work out whether we just cut ties on on some yeah. of these players. Um, but yeah, it's a great point. Um, I think the transfer track over the next couple of weeks is going to be really interesting, just to see 
how well we can do business in and out um, is, is going to be key for that. But I, I definitely think left back and centre back are going to be key um, for the next sort of signings. I think we've strengthened our attacking. I'd love to see Kai Havertz coming. I'd rather see another centre back, to be honest, and a, a yeah. left back for definitely. And a left back priorities. <laughs> um, so this week we have two games coming up. One in the Premier League, one in the FA Cup, which Cup games seem to sort of almost have jumped up on us and not really sort of paid much attention to. Um, yeah. But City at home, thoughts? Um, they look good already. I mean, I don't know what the score is now, but... Uh, it, so yeah, I think fast, it's still 4-0. So that's uh, seven goals in two games, none conceded um, since coming back. They always just seem to pick things up very easily and very quickly. And I think um, before the game against Arsenal, the the commentary was saying, oh, I've heard reports that City are not very uh, fit and they're not playing as well as Pep wants them to and there's problems. Really? <laughs> if, that, if that's their problems, then uh, I don't know what we've got. But uh, no, <laughs> I, I think I think it's, um, it's going to be very tough. I, I, I can't see us even getting a point. I'd love for us to, you know, win the game and upset everyone and we've done that so many times where we write us off and Chelsea actually turn up but I think this is another kind of level it's going to be very difficult um I'm, I'm gonna predict a, a draw just because I can't bring myself to predict us to lose but I I, I could see maybe a, a one all or a two or fingers crossed I think I'm gonna follow you on that one all um yeah I, I think sort of you look at the strength and depth of that squad. And, and and what's been another really interesting one at the moment is the the five subs, um, the ability to mm. bring on five, and, and especially with the depth of someone like a City and equally us. Um, I found it we, interesting we didn't actually use five against Villa. We only used four, didn't we? Which was um, quite surprising, I think. I, I thought he would have at least used another one because not only um, to bring on some fresh legs to run the clock down, but he could have actually wasted a bit more time by bringing on the second player as well. So I was quite surprised he didn't do that. I mean, to be honest, you look at the, the pedigree of the squad that we're coming up against. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think sort of people haven't quite got accustomed to some of the changes that have come through. Um, even the drinks break, which I'm not quite yeah, sure what... strange. I, I just don't get it. it it's sort of like... It, it all feels very foreign. I think is the uh, just sort of you've got an empty stadium, um, and they've done their best to sort of make it feel a little bit less empty than covering all those seats. Mm. If you're watching it without the sound, it does sound weird hearing one player the reverberate the <laughs> around the stadium. Um, You've got the drinks breaks. You've got five players to come on. And, and I think the rules aren't, you can't bring on five individual players. You have to group some of them. Yeah, it's got um, to be in three different uh, time periods. So you, you've got to do like a two, two and a one or like a four and a one or something. Yeah, it has to be done in three stages. And it's just weird. I mean, it, it does favour the big clubs um, because you think, you, you think around City, five now up, they can now start to bring off nearly half their squad yeah. um, and to be honest it probably helps considering their keeper decides to take out half their squad um, <laughs> that was absolutely brutal um, that but, was, yeah. 
but it's going to be interesting. I think is I think he's going to rotate. He's going to have to rotate and probably play quite a defensive game for City. Um, I think we're going to have to go back to the Mourinho days of old just to try and get a point out of that um, because attacking wise, they can just open you up so easily. I mean, De Bruyne. Not only is it disappointing as a Chelsea fan to watch him play so well, not in a Chelsea shirt, but he that player can hit a ball wherever he wants on the pitch. And it just seems to go there. Um, the one, the one thing I would say that could benefit us is the fact that we always seem to struggle against the the lower teams who just you know defend very very deep um, in a in a real low block. But when we come up against these teams that are coming after us, it opens up the space a bit more for the likes of Willian and, and the Pulisic's to to get at the the defense of these teams. So um, I think. You know, I can see us scoring, definitely see us scoring, but I can also see us conceding because our defence is pony. So it's it could it could you know it could be a high scoring draw, it could be a demolition job. I mean, let's not forget we lost six nil to them last year. So you just don't know which Chelsea are going to turn up. We we had a good game against them at the beginning of this season. Um, you know, we won one nil up. Yeah, you just you just don't know how it's going to go. Um, yeah, I, I, I as we said though, I'd, I'd be happy with a draw in that one. I'd be happy. Um, optimistically, I'll, I want to get a win, but mm. I'll take a draw if it means Liverpool don't win the league. Um, so uh, Leicester as well. So before our next podcast, we'll have had two games, hopefully, or yeah. we may be looking forward to the Leicester game. Thoughts? Because Leicester's going to be an interesting one because we're, we're sort of coming up against not only in the FA Cup, um, which is a complete different ball game, but... Obviously, we'll have a game three days after that. Um, but Leicester's equally a club that are going to try and prove themselves against us. Um, yeah, anything? I think you'll have, uh, you'll have Chilwell, who's going to be uh, trying to impress Frank. He wants to uh, get into the Chelsea team. So, uh, But no, it's it's a tough game. I mean, we've, we've drawn with them both times this season. Uh, they're third in the league. They're there for a reason, you know. Um, they didn't look particularly good uh, the other day. Um, no. They scored late, thought they'd won it and ended up conceding to even later to get a draw. So um, it, it, it could almost be a, a psychological thing. If we could if we could beat them, uh, get one over on them, uh, it might mean that we can put a bit more pressure on them and start looking forward rather than behind us and think, right, if we can get into third place and get ahead of Leicester, that's a little less pressure on us than that Man United or Tottenham might catch us. You know, we need to give ourselves that breathing space almost. That would be really nice to to have. Um, so if we can kind of put a bit of mind games there in the FA Cup and make them doubt themselves a little bit, then it, it could be a, a benefit to us. Plus, obviously, the FA Cup is our only realistic chance of of silverware this year. So it'd be it would be nice to to give it a go. Um, I, I I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're doing um, replays in the FA Cup either. Because again, right. I could see this game going as a draw. <laughs> yeah, it, and and that would be properly. Uh, uh, to be honest, with the run of fixtures we've got, is it about an average of three days between each of the games? And yeah. an extra game is not what we need at the moment. Um, so I don't yeah, know if not they're doing replays or if they're going to do extra time and penalties or what. But to be honest, way, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, I don't want either of those, to be honest. Um, but 
for that Leicester game, I think I'm going to go 2-0 to Chelsea. Yourself? Uh, I'm going to optimistically say 2-1. I don't think I can ever predict us not to concede with our defence, to be honest. Uh, I always feel like we're going to concede. So, um, yeah, I, I, I could see them getting a draw. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm going for a, an optimistic 2-1 for Chelsea. Um, I think that pretty much brings us to a, to a close for the week. Um, so obviously next week we'll have a look at the the two games that we've already played, um, and then probably look at another two games we're going to play the following uh, following week. Yeah. It's, it's coming thick and fast, and uh, I'm glad because I've missed it a lot. So I've missed it. I mean, to be honest, I've been watching as much football as I possibly can. Um, oh. Watching watching Arsenal fuck up is a, an amazing thing. Um, <laughs> Um, but especially watching Chelsea, I think sort of having a club, I think watching the Bundesliga, watching a number of other games have been amazing, but it's not your own club. You don't get that sort of sense of passion, that sort of squeaky bum time when you're 1-0 down and you need the win for to sort of keep forth, that yeah. sort of thing. And watching sort of different, the players that you know, you're not having to work out who they are or where they normally play. You're just like, I know that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, would love the Chelsea fans watching this to sort of like and subscribe, add comments around your favourite moments um, from the Chelsea game, what you'd like to see from the new players um, and, and what you'd like to see for the next couple of games. Do you want to see a, a, a sort of a City win? What do you reckon the scores are going to be? Um, love to see that um, and we will see you guys next week thank you guys brilliant